Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Lawrence Holmes, noon to two on Sports Radio 670 The Score and 670thescore.com in Odyssey Station. Sox Machine. Josh Nelson, co-host of the Sox Machine podcast. The White Sox are going to need another starting pitcher to get through the 2022 season and the 162-game marathon. So Rick Hahn's work is not done. The Internet's longest-running White Sox podcast. What is their biggest concern right now? That Lurie Garcia is playing way too much. (laughs) Amen and hallelujah. SoxMachine.com. We're all White Sox fans here. I know this is the home of the Chicago Cubs. We're all rooting for this team to make it to the World Series. There's going to be some highs and there's going to be some lows, and it's all about trying to find that middle ground. Josh Nelson with Lawrence Holmes on 670 The Score. We want machine. Sox machine. Got to say, this is not a day for middle ground. I don't know that I've heard middle ground. Usually when there is a dominant side in sports talk radio or just the score you get some people who might be on the other side you know a few and then there's usually somebody who's a little wishy-washy about it or not quite sure what the hot take is not today the hot take is tony screwed up tony Larusa. i'm mark grody in for lawrence holmes on chicago sports radio 670 the score And Josh Nelson does join us on the Circa Resort and Casino Hotline. Circa Resort and Casino in Las Vegas, home of the world's largest sports book. A quick tweet from Josh Nelson before we officially say hello to him. He tweeted to the world today, if Tony La Russa is still manager at the time of my appearance on The Score, I'm warning Mark Grody Sports that there will be some heat coming from me. Mr. Nelson, as far as I know, Tony LaRussa has not been fired. Yeah, and he's probably not going to get fired this weekend or today or never because the White Sox are a dysfunctional Major League Baseball franchise that does not act like anyone else. Sometimes that's good. A lot of times that's bad. And in this case, it is bad. I, I do not understand why they are going to stick by Tony LaRussa especially when this team is currently 26 to 29, they are severely underachieving. They are five games back of the Minnesota twins in the American league central. They're in third place. As a matter of fact, they're closer to fourth place than they are first place. They're 12 and 15 at home. 
And now their manager is extremely defensive when you ask fair questions of why are you intentionally walking a batter on a one-two count or why are you batting Lurie Garcia leadoff in your lineup? And this is the same way that Joe Madden acted in Anaheim and the Angels fired him. The Phillies got tired of Joe Girardi. They fired him and they haven't lost. So I think the White Sox should follow suit of what the Phillies and Angels are doing because this franchise and that clubhouse needs a shot in the arm and they need a different voice as the leader. But it is the Chicago White Sox, Tony La Russa's Jerry Reinsdorf's friend. That's not coming to fruition. So now the question is, why are the White Sox underachieving and what are they going, going to do to get back on track? <laughs> Josh, in our court of sports accountability, there has to be checks and balances. And I think that there has to be checks and balances, obviously within an organization. And I don't know if this is going to be addressed again with Tony, but even if Rick Hahn is not front and center today for the White Sox, tonight for the White Sox, doesn't Rick Hahn have to eventually still be asked these questions about this specific game? They can't let him get away with somebody has to respond for what happened with that incident, if if not Tony again. Well, I think LaRusse is definitely going to be asked about it pregame. And he may apologize on how he was defensive yesterday, but he will still believe that he made the correct decision despite what everyone nationally now, maybe you can go to fangraphs.com and you see Tony the Russo front and center. Everyone has done the math and your math was wrong. And now we have to question the White Sox analytics department again, again on the decision-making and the type of data they are feeding to the clubhouse. If they're feeding the right type of data and if the White Sox truly understand their opponent, And that has been something that has been questioned about this organization for more than a decade. Are the White Sox well-prepared for the opponent that they are facing? They don't face the Texas Rangers a lot. So even for this weekend, it brings the question, are they scouted well? Do the White Sox have a firm understanding on who are the dangerous hitters right now for the Texas Rangers in the lineup? Are they paying attention to how well Marcus Simeon has been hitting or Nate Lowe over at first base? Do they understand the types of pitchers that are going to be facing the White Sox hitters and the type of arsenal that they have? You know, these things get constantly brought up, and this is on the manager's lap here. And, and Mark, it's just, it is very frustrating. This has been a very frustrating season for the Chicago White Sox. And if you have to start asking a lot of questions on what in the world is the manager thinking, and it leads to this, you know, your record is your record. You're 26 and 29. So, all right, you want to be defensive about intentionally walking a batter on a one-two count. You want to be defensive about batting Lurie Garcia, who's got a 24-weighted runs created plus, which means that he is 76% below league average as an offensive player, and he's one of the worst position players in all of Major League Baseball. If you want to get defensive about that, let's talk about your record. Let's talk about the 2022 White Sox, Tony. Not your past, now, the present, because that's what's important. The White Sox, again, underachieving, underachieving, underachieving. So if he wants to be defensive, I think it's time for him to start defending the record of his ball club because that's a lot harder for him to defend on what the results that his team is providing. 
Talking to Josh Nelson from Sox Machine. Listen to the Sox Machine podcast with Josh Nelson. I'm Mark Rohde, filling in for Lawrence Holmes here on Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. You call the, the franchise dysfunctional. How deep does that go? I don't think Rick Hahn even has the power to fire Tony La Russa if he wanted to, Mark. Like, look at other general managers in professional sports. You cover the Chicago Bears. If the Bears, you know, GM wanted to fire the head coach, not not try to plant that seed at all because everyone is new. <laughs> Too soon. But, you know, five, five, six, ten years down the road, the GM, if they feel like the head coach is not doing a good enough job, they have the power, right? Right. They should be able to fire the head coach. Yes. They don't have to ask uh, Virginia McCaskey for her permission to fire the head coach. Correct. Well, that's not the way the White Sox work. <laughs> they need to get permission from Jerry Reinsdorf uh, to, to make such a move. And that, it's just frustrating. They're, they're, they don't act like other teams in Major League Baseball. And sometimes that's got its benefits. They are loyal to a fault. They are one of the rare organizations that you can see up and down the row of people who have been working for the ball club for more than 20 years. Rick Hahn is one of them. There's a couple of assistant GMs that are one of them. Kenny Williams has been part of the organization for a very long time. They stick with their people. But when their people are not performing to the level of expectations from the media and fans, it just seems like there's no accountability within the Chicago White Sox. Well, except for one position, hitting coach. (laughs) They fire hitting coaches. Uh, They fire pitching coaches. Uh But, you know, this whole thing stems from – I really thought that Rick Hahn, when he moved on from Rick Renteria on what happened in Oakland, and he fired Rick Renteria as manager of the Chicago White Sox as he was entering his final year of his contract, that Rick really wanted to do a vetted managerial hiring process. The last time the White Sox had done that, Mark, was when they hired Ozzie Guillen back in 2004. Everyone else has been, like, appointed. Robin Ventura was appointed by Kenny Williams. Tony La Russa has been appointed by Jerry Reinsdorf. The last time the Chicago White Sox had a, a vetted general, general manager search was back in 1990. There are some listeners right now in your lifetime as Chicago White Sox fans, the White Sox have never done a vetted GM search. Wow. So you don't know what that experience is like as a White Sox fan. So that, that's why they're, they're, they're weird. The Chicago White Sox are a weird organization, and this is why you have moments like this. And when you have a 76-year-old manager arguing with the beat reporters, we're asking very fair questions of why are you intentionally walking a batter on a one-two count? That situation is extremely rare, and it's also extremely rare to come up with the lineups that he's been doing on a daily basis. It's been a different lineup every single game. And again, they're 26 and nine, 29, 26 and 29 on the season. It's unbelievable. So no accountability, as you said, a situation that has been stimulated by, by the owner of the team. So my question for you is now, you just mentioned the White Sox record, 26 and 29, What's salvageable under these restraints for the White Sox? If Tony's not going anywhere, what's mm-hmm. salvageable? What should be expected for White Sox fans? What are you expecting? What can't should people expect? 
So Rick alluded to this before the Dodgers series of what gives him hope is the remaining schedule. Based on winning percentage of opponents left on the White Sox schedule, they have the easiest schedule in Major League Baseball. Now, that doesn't mean you can you know, take your foot off the gas and, oh, my gosh, things are going to be a lot easier. No, there's a lot more pressure. You have to take advantage of this particular situation. There's 107 games left to go. In order for the 2022 White Sox to finish with the same regular season record as the 2021 White Sox, they're going to have to go 67 and 40. Okay, mm-hmm. 67 and 40 is mm-hmm. red hot, red hot for a baseball team. And there's nothing to suggest the White Sox are to go on that type of run. And when you are looking at the other teams in the American League, let's just look at the Minnesota Twins for a moment. The Twins did something that the White Sox could not last week, and that is go to Toronto and win that series. And even though they lost the series against the New York Yankees, the Minnesota Twins put up a pretty good fight against the New York Yankees. And what I'm suggesting is don't expect the Minnesota Twins to fade easily. I don't think that's going to be a team that fades back to 500 that some people thought when they started off the season hot. And Cleveland, Terry Francona, I have a lot of respect for him. I think he is a fantastic manager, and he knows what buttons, what buttons to press with his Guardians team. And that Cleveland team's been playing really good baseball as of late. They've won eight of ten games. They've made up four games against the White Sox, passed them in the standings, and they made up four games against the Minnesota Twins, and now they're three games back of the division. This is not going to be easy for the White Sox, even though on paper you could say they have the easiest remaining schedule in Major League Baseball. They have to take advantage of this, and in order to take advantage of this opportunity, they've got to play a lot better baseball, especially the players of the field, but they also need better decision-making from the manager's office. Mm, yeah, and you know one of the areas that we're forced to nitpick for the White Sox, I don't even know if that's the right phraseology, but to pick on is starting pitching because they are the ones that like they're the good kids. They're expected to be good. Like we can't have you guys going bad. Dylan Cease yesterday, four and two thirds, six runs on six hits, did strike out eight, walked three, you know, the hundred and ten pitches and he it was on his and I know it was unearned, but it was on his watch, the six run fifth inning. Um, and Cease walked, uh, what, seven walks on his previous performance against yep. at Tampa Bay. What do you say about Dylan Cease right now? He's in a slump right now. And his last four starts, as you mentioned, walks have been a problem. Hits, not so much, but he's allowing a lot of free base runners. And I think he's just being, he's trying to be too perfect. There was some counts yesterday where it's a full count and he's trying to throw this perfect slider that breaks and hits the low outside corner for a perfect strike. And it's just too, it's too difficult to pull off. And he doesn't pull it off, and it's a free base runner to the Los Angeles Dodgers. You can't give the Dodgers free base runners, as Dylan Cease and the White Sox pitching staff found out harshly yesterday. They will make you pay if you give them a lot of base runners to work with, especially free base runners, whether that's by the walk or, or poor defense. But I still have confidence that Dylan Cease will bounce back. I mean, his first four innings were phenomenal against the Dodgers. I kind of felt like he was repeating what Michael Kopech did on Tuesday. Uh, Lucas Giolito as well in his last couple of starts has been suspect to the big inning as he exceeds 80 pitches. It seems like he's running out of gas right now as he's in this like midseason swoon. Bad defensive play or 
uh, he walks a batter, and then he gives up a home run. So Giolito and Cease have been kind of snake been in recent starts where they don't have luck on their side. A bad defensive play extends the inning, but then they allow really hard contact or they allow a home run, and that just compounds the issues. If they're going to be the aces of this White Sox staff and if they want to be future Cy Young Award winners, they're going to have to learn – how to pitch over bad defense behind them. And it is a bad defense behind them. Mm -hmm. So as long as they're in a White Sox uniform, this is a lesson that they're going to have to learn. And they know that, and they understand that. So it'll be interesting to see how they perform in their next starts, especially Giolito as he's on the mound this upcoming Sunday against the Texas Rangers. But I I just think it's a midseason swoon. I don't think there's any red flags or any critical alerts uh, regarding Cesar Giolito. I, a lot of starting pitchers go through these four, you know, starts in a row where things just aren't perfect or they get rattled a little bit. But I do expect both of them will bounce back and have quality starts uh, in the upcoming weeks. Speaking of the bounce back or hopes for bounce back, Eloy Jimenez's name comes to to mind. His rehab has been paused, as they put it. They didn't want to call it a setback, normal leg soreness but the big picture question about Aloy Jimenez is do you see him in the big picture in affecting White Sox baseball the way he is supposed to and really hasn't for the most part in his career because of injuries so we have the off-season plan project at Sox Machine where everybody gets to play GM and they make they, they propose what they would do with the White Sox roster for the upcoming season Aloy Jimenez, Mark, is going to be the most fascinating player because I I am expecting a lot of White Sox fans after this season to include Aloy Jimenez in their hypothetical trades, to exchange Jimenez for uh, for a player or players that will help patch other areas of the roster because now there seems to be a trust issue with his health. And when he was healthy, Aloy wasn't hitting the ball all that great before he got hurt. I mean, he was hitting 222, 256 on base percentage, Sluggy 333. That, that's not good. That's not Aloy. And in 11 games, he just had one home run. Uh, that's, that's not good enough. So while we are all holding our breath to see on how Aloy does and he restarts his rehab uh, 20 days in Charlotte on Tuesday, you know, the, the question is, can he run? That's number one. Because this leg soreness is coming after we're watching him run and he takes himself out of the game because he's running the bases or he's playing defense. But what the White Sox really need, Mark, if he could, you know, check those boxes using a Rick Hahn phrase, that the leg soreness is not going to be that big of an issue. When he rejoins the team in July, there is no choice. He has to hit. He can't be slumping or, well, I got to break off the rust. No, Mm. you got to come in and you got to hit right away because this offense is still terrible. Only three players have hit a home run this month. Shout out to Jay Kuda who posted this on Twitter. Jose Abreu, Jake Berger, A.J. Pollock. That's it. Those are the only three guys in the White Sox roster. We're in mid-June that have hit a home run on this team. So they really need Aloy Jimenez in 2022. They really need his bat to be that 30-plus home run type of power hitter for the White Sox. But long-term, it is a hazy outlook for Aloy Jimenez and his fit with the Chicago White Sox. From a fan perspective, and I'm expecting that drumbeat to get louder as we head into October and November. Don't be surprised if more and more White Sox fans 
would be okay if the White Sox traded Aloy Jimenez to patch other areas on the roster. Mm-hmm. That's very interesting, and that is like uh, another whole thing to consider for the White Sox, and maybe something we'd be talking about more vigorously even today if it hadn't been for the news last night. And th- that said, or, or during the day yesterday, that said, Josh, I hope that you have gotten everything off your mind that you have wanted to, or I should just ask, have you gotten everything off of your mind about the White Sox that you needed to before I let you go? No, because I don't want to violate the FCC and get you in trouble and 670 in trouble. No, I I hope to see everyone at the ballpark. A White Sox sweep would go a long way as far as boosting morale, but I do think that there is going to be a certain level of distrust between the fans and the media when analyzing the Chicago White Sox and Tony LaRusso's decision-making, I don't think it stops or ends this weekend if the White Sox get swept. It is going to be a lingering question all season long. Yep. You are correct, Josh Nelson. Thank you for your time. We appreciate the marriage between Sox Machine and the score, too, so we're glad you didn't drop any F-bombs on, <laughs> on this day or on my watch. So I'll talk to you later, man. Yeah, have a good weekend. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.